Welcome to the Ignatius Press Podcast. I'm Mark Brumley. I hope you enjoy the discussion in this episode. For more information about Ignatius Press, check out our website at ignatius.com. Good afternoon. My name is Rose Trabic, and I'm the publicist here at Ignatius Press. We are very excited today to be doing this live interview with one of our amazing authors, Sophie D. Mollenheim. Sophie is a prolific writer. She is from France, um, so she's joining us all the way from France, and she's so brave to be doing this interview here with us in English. Thank you, Sophie, for joining us. Um, Sophie is an incredible writer. She's written over 200 books for children ages 3 to 18. She's written novels, documentaries, um, all sorts of short stories, religious books, and we here at Ignatius Press have published eight of those books so far and hope to do more. Sophie is also a wife and a mom of six kids from ages 21 to 12. So I am so impressed, Sophie, and we're just so excited that you're here with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome in France. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, we're also going to be um, taking some questions towards the end of the interview from a sixth grade class, Cathedral School in Mississippi. So stay tuned for those questions towards the end. Um, so Sophie, I have four of your books here that we're going to be talking about. As I mentioned, we've actually published eight of your books, so we'll drop a link in the comments where people can see all of those books. And I'm just wondering, have you always known from a young age that you wanted to be a writer? No, but I always uh, love writing. When I was young, I wrote some novels um, during my holidays in my grandparents' house, and I used to uh, write them with colored markers, and I okay. change of color for each uh, letters in the world. So I have Incredibles, Rainbow novels, and then later I stop writing, but not, not reading, and I begin uh, business studies, but um, very quickly I realized I, I need to, to write and to have books with me, so I began to be journalist in magazine for children, and then um, I wrote some, some books. Wow, and have you always known that you wanted to write books for children? No, but it, I always like stories, and um, I, I think for children, you have so much things to say that it's enough for me and I don't have to, to write for adults or other people. And it's really an art to write for children, to know how to explain these more complicated topics in a way that children can both understand and be excited about. So I can really see that in your books, that you have a gift for bringing these messages and these themes to children. Um, so let me show a few of the books that you've written. Um, this first book I wanted to show, The Big Book of Christians Around the World. Um, this is a book that came out, I believe, recently in the last maybe year or so. We, um, again, you write all these books in French and they're published by Magnificat in French and then we've brought them into the English market here at Ignatius Press. So, this book, again, came out recently. Um, this 
Sophie, this is such a cool book for kids. I just wanted to open it up and show um, these two little characters that you have here, Noah and Olivia, and they go on these adventures around the world and they look at the different traditions and customs that Christians have all around the world. And I love um, this map that you have at the beginning of the world and all the different kids, um, the different countries that these children live in and what they do. And you can see, um, hopefully you can see here on the camera, there's like the different clothes they wear in different countries. It's just such a neat book. And then again, just to show people some of the inside pictures here. So you go by each country is like two pages. Hopefully people can see there. <laughs> um, and you just explain different things um, about these different countries, right? Right. Um, I have to, to make a lot of research. I read book. I, I saw TV reports and I have testimonies um, in particular from cousins or friends who are in those, those countries. And Wow. Um, so you actually spoke to people that live in those countries? Yes, sometimes. Not in every country, but sometimes, yes. That's really neat. And another thing that I like about this book is you have like the facts and there's lots of colorful pictures. It's very beautiful, very attractive. And then some of the countries you kind of make a deep dive into the culture and Noah and Olivia talk about what it's like to go to those countries. Um, so that's really neat. Um, did you have any favorite countries that you wrote about or favorite traditions that you learned when writing the book? Favorite, no, but uh, I am. Um, I one day I traveled in Spain to Spain, and I when it was the Holy Week, and I was very impressed by the Spanish face and by the pain of those men who carry the Christ on their shoulders and who mm. were um, walking in the street very slowly with this heavy Christ on their shoulder. It was very impressive for me and um, it's wow. one of, of my souvenir most important. That's wonderful. Um, and again, these books are, are very colorful. They're very engaging and interesting for kids to read, especially because you tell it through the perspective of these kids on this photojournalism mission um, to go around the world and learn about different Christians and different traditions they have. So we've really enjoyed that book here at our house. <laughs> um, again, it's the big book of Christians around the world and we'll drop a link to that book in the comments. Um, the next book I wanted to talk about is a new book, and it's called Holy Mysteries, 12 Investigations into Extraordinary Cases. And this book just came out, and I just wanted to tell you it was very popular for Easter baskets this year. I think a lot of Catholic kids here got this um, for Easter. And again, it's just such a beautiful book. It's so interesting. And what you do in this book is you kind of break it down into these 12 mysteries, um, Here's a table of contents people hopefully can see. I'll give a little bit. You have um, who rings the bell at Rocamador, who lights the holy fire at the Holy Sepulcher. You have Lourdes, Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, Fatima, who built the staircase at Loreto, and more. And in each of these, it's like a photojournalism book um, from the perspective of these kids that go on these adventures. And um, 
you just talk about these different mysteries. So it's such a neat book. I just love this book. <laughs> um, I'm wondering this reading this. I'm just like, again, so much research goes into these books, right? What is, what was the process like for you to learn about these? I tried to, to find different things. Um, we were unexplained and uh, we showed the glory of God and I have to have a mix of things. So I choose miracles, um, apparitions, phenomena in nature, uh, objects, something. I have to, to have much uh, choice um, and then um, I'm, I made a sort of investigation uh, to, to know what happened in those, in those places and um, what, he tell, he, what he can told, um, tell us about uh, God and, uh, and his yeah. love. And, and, you know, the Catholic faith, one of the things that's always struck me about it is there are so many mysteries. <laughs> There are so many incredible stories and miracles. Um, one of the things you cover in, um, in this book are the incorrupt saints, which is a topic of fascination for many people. So how did you choose which ones to include? Uh, the, the really thousands and thousands of mysteries. Um, how did you choose which ones to include? I, I choose um, some fam famous one who, who are um, a sort of, obligation to, to be in the book, like uh, the Tilda of uh, Guadalupe or, or, the, or apparitions. Um, and then I, I choose also unknown uh, mysteries. But I think one thing very important to say for this book is that the church knows those uh, mysteries. Uh, sometimes she recognizes them but she doesn't uh, force anybody to believe they are true or not because the faith doesn't need those mysteries to, to be. Mm. I, you know, I love that you, that you mentioned that because I think that's really important um, to recognize that, again, it's not a requirement, but they are fascinating and very interesting. And I think for many people, they help their faith. Um, to grow. But again, they're kind of like bonuses, right? <laughs> they're extras. Um, and I learned a lot of new stuff in this book. I, I thought I had heard about a lot of miracles, but there were things that I learned um, in here as an adult. And so it was just very, very fascinating um, to read about the different facts and the different trivia. Um, and another thing that I love about this book is that you present the miracle or the mystery and then you kind of say, well, this is what some people have said. This is this is some criticisms that people have. But then on the other hand, these are the things that nobody has been able to explain. So I think it's a very fair and interesting presentation of these mysteries. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so now I'd like to move along to your series. This is a new series for us um, to be publishing. It's called In the Shadows of Rome, and there are so far two books in this series, The Phantom of the Colosseum and A Lion for the Emperor. Um, how many books total have you written in this series so far? Six. Six, six. okay. Yes. Because I think um, even recently you just wrote the sixth one, right? 
Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know about it. (laughs) So hopefully we're going to be bringing all six of these into English. Um, They've been very popular so far. They are for the middle school age, um, a couple hundred pages each, easy to read and engaging and fun. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the series in general? Yes. So it's um, the story of three boys um, we are, who lived in first Christian times. And um, they, their name is Maximus. Maximus is, is very small and skinny, as his name doesn't uh, indicate it. Then there is uh, Aguiles, who is his, the Maximus slave. And Titus, the best friend of Maximus, was a um, monkey called the Dux. Mm-hmm. A monkey? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, those three boys are not Christians, but um, the ad- adventures they will have in, the, in all these books will uh, lead them to meet some Christians. And this uh, will shape their conviction, they will touch their hearts. And uh, in those stories, I try to have um, um, a lot of enigmas, uh, mystery, dangers, adventures, and emotion to keep my reader and to, to make him want to read it uh, until uh, till the end, the, the book and the series. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And Sophie, something that I've observed um, is that um, it can be hard to find good books for the middle school age. And I think especially sometimes for boys, um, what I and of course, I think these are amazing books for girls, too. Um, my own daughter has enjoyed them tremendously. Um, but again, I think it's hard to find books that have that sense of action and adventure that are not overly violent or graphic. And I think you do a great job at capturing the suspense and the danger of what it was be like, what it was like to be a Christian in the early church um, without it being um, too violent. (laughs) So um, it's a great balance. Um, And I just really appreciated that. Um, And we had someone make a comment here. What a wonderful alternative for gift giving to children or for uh, baby gifts. I agree. Um, This is a great gift for children, this series. Um, And I encourage you to check it out if you know a middle schooler who might enjoy it. Um, So I wanted to take some questions from a very special group of kids. This is a group of sixth graders from Cathedral Catholic School in Mississippi. And first, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Justin Johnson, their teacher, who contacted Ignatius Press and told us that his class was reading this book, The Phantom of the Colosseum, and that they had some questions for you. Um, So we asked them to submit the questions and I'm going to go through those. So how cool is it to take some questions from some actual sixth graders who've read and enjoyed your book, right? Right. (laughs) Great, so I'm just gonna dive in here with the questions. Um, So the first question is from Cooper, who's 11 years old. What inspired you to write these books in the Shadows of Rome series? What inspired me? Uh, first of all, First Christians. Um, it's, and uh, in particular, Saint Tarsicius, who was a young boy who died um, 
because he wanted to protect the holy host. Mm. It, it was uh, one of the first Christian in Rome. Um, and what inspired me uh, also, it's unholy inspiration. It's in the Indiana Jones movies because there is a lot of action, adventure. It's, the rhythm is very quick. And my husband told me, you must see this to, to read a book, uh, to write a book for, for boy in particular. And, um, and then uh, uh, my, my husband helped me a lot to read the, this book because he, to write this book, <laughs> because he read it and um, gave me some, some correction, a lot of correction. <laughs> for the first ver ver version, and um, because he he thought my characters uh, weren't enough courageous and active, mm -hmm. and uh, they that they hadn't enough energy for for boys. So oh, wow, okay, interesting. Yeah, so that's interesting too that you had mentioned that again, just the theme of, of action and adventure, <laughs> I think to engage the, the boys, really everybody, but especially um, some of the boys who might be looking for that sense of, of adventure. And I know, like I said, definitely we have some girls in our family that are full of adventure too. So I think for everybody, it's just a great fast paced book um, that keeps kids engaged. Um, Moving along to another question. This is from Lila, age 11. Um, and she asks, well, uh, is it Achilles <laughs> is the character and Blandula end up together? <laughs> um, so I think they have great chemistry, which I thought was pretty interesting because I noticed that too in the book. Do you have any plans for those characters to get together eventually? Achilles and Blandula have great chemistry together, but they won't end up together. And, uh, I can say, I can say, uh, I guess rather end up with another girl at the end in the last uh, tome of the series, uh, which is the number six. But uh, okay, so I don't. You'll have to read all the way to um, the yeah. last one to figure out who he ends up with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's another uh, young man here, Chance, age twelve. Um, who wants to know if you have plans to write another series of books? I have lots of plans, many, many plans. <laughs> and, I'm sure uh, as an author, you always <laughs> are thinking of the next thing, right? Yeah. For instance, I'm, I have one series in process, which is um, there, there are um, five books yet, and the one who will be published soon in France, uh, take place in the United States for the first time. Wow, okay. <laughs> and um, this series uh, called uh, the, G the Gypsy Book. The Gypsy and, uh, book. Okay. In, in this series, the hero is not a boy, is not a girl, it's a book. And this book, mm -hmm. uh, written by uh, an old gypsy man, uh, changes the life of everybody who take these books and read these books. And it's not magical, it's just because it um, make them see life a different way. So um, this series allows me to go in different parts of the world, in different periods of history, 
For instance, I went in Mexico, in France, in Germany, in, and in the United States. So yes, I've got a lot of series in my in my head. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm sure after reading these books, people are going to want to read more. So um, <laughs> I, I think keep writing, Sophie. Keep writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Thomas, age 11, wants to know, how old is Paulus? So I think Paulus is about 30. But mm. I admit I'm, I didn't know what age he, he has because for me the most important was not uh, his age but who he was, who he, uh, what he thought and uh, what he said. But no, it's his age, uh, it's not very important for me. But it's okay. a young man. Yes. Okay. That's good to know. And um, not to give away too much of the story, but Paulus is one of the Christians that these three young boys encounter. And um, his example and his spirit make them ask a lot of questions about life. Um, so he's a really fascinating character, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. And then we have Anaya here, age 11, who wants to know, how do you decide on the titles of your books? Well, the title is a work, a joint work between the author and the editor, because I have some ideas, but my editors can have another idea, because <laughs> uh, we, um, the titles uh, need to say a little what is in the book, not all, what, uh, not everything, um, uh, what is in the book, it's Bad, very bad English, um, and um, the title. So the creative is, process. Yeah, it's, it's a creative uh, process with you and the editor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And, and that's interesting. And the editor of the book, we decided exactly the titles of the titles. Okay. That's that's good to know. That's very interesting because sometimes you might have your ideas, and then the editor has a different idea, and you have to work together, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and then we have another question here from Doug, age 11, and he wants to know, how long did it take you to write The Phantom of the Colosseum? So I think I took about one year to, mm. to write this book, but, but I didn't work on this only book. I have several books in process each time, so mm. it's very difficult to say exactly the time I need to read to write this book. The most uh, difficult and long is the research I have to make, and then the first pages of the book. Those pages are very difficult to to write because I have to introduce my characters my story, my scenery, so it's very long and hard. I have to capture immediately my reader, so mm -hmm. you want to read more, and uh, I can write and rewrite and rewrite these first pages, but when they are okay, the, the rest of the book is quite quick and uh, easy to, to write. Okay. Well, that's really interesting to know that, um, you know, it's, it's the beginning, it's starting out, right? That's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, the, way, the way the readers enter the book. So if 
mm-hmm. if you don't like the books. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. Don't, you won't read it. Right. Well, that makes sense because you have to kind of bring people in at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and then we have another question here from Eli, and he asks, what made you decide to write about Christians in Rome? Was there something that you were fascinated by or interested in? Yes, I was fascinated by those Christians who were um, um, able to die for Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I admire their, their faith, their courage. And I don't think I will have the same courage and the same things. Uh, I hope to, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I, I have. And um, uh, what was uh, even uh, interesting, it's, um, it's a period of history with a lot of dangers because they, they risked the, their life. So, so dangers for a story, it's a, it's a good point. And mm-hmm. it was uh, it allows me to speak about my conviction uh, about uh, Christian values. So so this mm-hmm. this was a, a good uh, a good period for me. That's great. Um, and then we have another question from Anita Maria, age eleven, which I thought this was an interesting question. Um, did any parts of your own life or your families ever make it into your stories? Uh, so I'm not a Roman. I haven't got a monkey in my house. So, but but I've got four songs. So it's perhaps their energy uh, gives me imper- inspiration for all these ad- adventures. But um, no, I can't. I can't say I put my life or my family in my books. I put my my conviction, and uh, but. Not my, not my life. I just um, try to to write books. I I will be glad. Uh, no, <laughs> I will love my children. Read, uh, read. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know your children will love to read, yeah. which is great because having six kids that gives you a lot of um, different types of people to write for, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then the last question we have here is from Rakisi, and he's also 11 years old. And he wants to know, how many more books do you plan to write? <laughs> how many? Um, thousands of books, I hope. <laughs> I, I hope I could write as long as possible because I love my job. So That's wonderful. And hey, <laughs> you've already written 200 books, so... <laughs> There's plenty more to write, right? <laughs> only 200 books. Only, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. And, and I have a, a personal question at the end. I'd like to know, how do you find the time to write with six children? I shared with you, I have five children, so I know it's very busy. Um, how do you find, where do, where do you write? Where do you fit it in, in your busy life? Well, I work at home. It's very, it's, it's easier with kids. And um, I think I, I find my time because I need this time to write. I love my job and, um, uh, and it's important to me. I am a mother and I am a writer. So, so I have to, to, I have two times for those. So when the kids were, 
uh, were little. I'm, I, I wrote uh, when they were in bed uh, or at school, and, and nowadays they are older, so it's, it's easier to, to work at home. That's that's interesting. I I agree. You need that outlet sometimes as a mom, right? (laughs) To be able to have your creative um, things that you do. And I think uh, it's just beautiful to see that um, that you're doing that, Sophie. Um, And I also wanted to ask you one last question. Um, Do you have any advice for people? I think particularly a lot of kids have a dream of being a writer. Do you have any advice for them? Well, if you dream to become a writer, you have to write, write, write. Go uh, uh, jerry or write stories, etc. Don't don't stop writing, but do not think you will be a, a writer. There is there is I think there is no studies to become a writer. You have yeah. to have another another job. Uh, perhaps journalism or editor to be to be in the same um, uh, oh. almost <laughs> like the mindset of writing. Yeah, maybe do something else yes, and you have, you have, more inspiration yeah. from that. Yes, you have to have another an, another job, and you're still writing. And one day, when your books are sold, you can become a writer. <laughs> <laughs> but don't don't stop everything or um to be a writer it's it's um it's difficult because you can be a very very good writer but if nobody's read your books nobody will know you are a good writer <laughs> this is true <laughs> well yeah. and i and i like what we were discussing before the interview about living your life and getting inspiration from what is around you um, you don't just become, you don't just sit down and become a writer. You have to experience life and learn from that and write about that. Um, so I thought that was an interesting point too. Um, and so Sophie, um, I just wanted to, again, talk about the books, <laughs> show the books that we just talked about. Um, the Phantom of the Coliseum is the first book of the In the Shadows of Rome series. And then we just released the second book, which is called A Lion for the Emperor. Um, we're going to drop in the comments the links to all of these books, and hopefully we're going to be publishing the rest of the series. Again, I think there's four more books in this series. You obviously have lots of other books that we'll be looking at, too. We've, again, already published eight of them. Um, so we're just excited to keep on reading your work, Sophie, and thank you so much for joining us today, again, all the way from France and doing this interview and taking the questions um, from the kids at Cathedral School and all my questions. Thank you so much. um, For the children and thank you. (laughs) Well, have a wonderful day, everybody. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignatius Press. We encourage you to check out our books and videos at your local Catholic bookstore or wherever else books and videos are sold. You can also sign up to receive special discounts on books and videos at ignatius.com. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please like the podcast on the website or app from which you listen to it. And please tell your friends about it. I'm Mark Brumley, and on behalf of everyone at Ignatius Press, thanks for listening.